Journaling has been, I think, one of my secret weapons as an entrepreneur for the last, I don't know, six, seven, eight years or so that I've kept a almost daily journal. And journaling has been scientifically proven that makes you happier. Plug into the minds of the world's cutting edge innovators, visionaries, and thought leaders, rewriting the rules of high performance at work. It's your time to make an impact. I am your host, Jason Campbell, and this is Superhumans at Work, a Mind Valley podcast. Hey, if you're just tuning in to the Superhumans at Work podcast by Mind Valley, be sure to hit that subscribe button and leave a review if you're a regular listener so that we can reach even more people with these amazing ideas on how to be a superhuman at work. Now, let's get started with today's episode, which is going to blow your mind. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Superhumans at Work. This is your host, Jason Campbell. I've brought a guest today, which I also consider a dear friend, who's done some amazing things in the world. He's the author of the book, Evolve Enterprise. And I've had a chance to interview him before on Impact at Work, the training series we have here at Mindvalley. Yannick Silver is the founder and CEO of Mavic 1000. He's created a global network of entrepreneurs that are looking to make an impact in the world. The mission that he stands for is so aligned with what I personally love as well. He has been called the Cosmic Catalyst, a Maverick Mischief Maker, a Galactic Goofball. And recently, he's released his Cosmic Journal, which is such a unique way of journaling that sparks creativity, brings new ideas, and just really allows for magic to flow in everyday life. And what we're going to focus on today is tying a bit of these ideas around the Evolve Enterprise, making it relevant to the times we're going through right now, and really seeing an open conversation of what's going on in the world, how are companies shifting, how are we shifting, and really seeing that magic unfold in the process. This is going to be super interesting, very relevant. For those of you who are just feeling a little bit uneasy in the workplace, this will bring you some insights. And with that, Yannick, welcome to the show. It's such a pleasure to have you here. Thank you, Jason. Yeah, I appreciate it. Now, I have to make a confession. I remember we did our interview in New York City together. Now we can't be together. Obviously, we have the COVIDs happening, but it was one of my favorite conversations when we talked about you know, the Evolve Enterprise and your principles there. And I really wanted to kick it off with that because that book really supports businesses to find their North Star to actually make an impact. And I want you to maybe give us a bit more about what was the concepts behind, behind Evolve Enterprise and what does it mean for businesses? Well, it actually came about when I almost went out of business, essentially. So about 11, 12 years ago, very successful digital marketer, you know, outside looking in, everyone kind of think that I've really done it, making a lot of money, driving the fancy sports car and, you know, had a high reputation in the space, which, which isn't that easy. And I just asked myself a very simple question, which was, am I happy? Would I be happy doing what I'm doing now, 10 years from now? That was actually in my journal and spending a lot of work in there. We'll talk about that, the journaling piece later on. But so that started me on this journey of what started as Maverick Business Adventures. It was like, I'm going to take entrepreneurs on these amazing trips and we would have business sessions in the middle of nowhere and we would learn from each other and have adventures and have a charity component. And it all sounds really fun and, and awesome. And then about $400,000 into it, you know, my wife's like, um, what are you doing? And I'm like, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. And I had lost my passion for the other company, the other publishing company. And so that wasn't really as viable anymore. And then this company was sinking fast. And so it made me realize my why wasn't to build an adventure travel company. It was to change the way businesses played. Like that entire journey created the pieces, what are now the Evolved Enterprise Framework. And when I started applying it, we actually had a, a complete U-turn and a, something like an 824% change by creating more purpose, creating more impact, 
and just doing the things I talk about in there. Yeah, it's actually so fascinating because I remember, I mean, if I would think, and this is probably going to date us a bit both, but it must have been around 2010, maybe even before that, I was working in real estate. And I remember like Yannick Silver, you had the underground conference, you were the internet marketing guy. And, you know, even I went through my own evolution. I was the real estate guy. And it was all about like selling and making money, becoming a millionaire, all that stuff. And, it's so amazing to see your shift where you've started doing all these kinds of businesses that are so purpose aligned. And I guess the question I'd have now is, have you found the happiness in this process? <laughs> so I think the last decade has been a really nice, deep spiritual journey. And, and sometimes the universe will continue bonking you on the head harder and harder. So mine was about $400,000 and, uh, and selling my Aston Martin. And for another friend of mine, I had lunch with a couple of years ago. He's like, I have 400,000. He's like, mine was 4 million. And he's kind of laughing. I'm like, yeah, all right. And you know, for some of us, it's 4,000 or, you know, it doesn't have to even be a money thing. It could be a health thing. It could be a relationship thing. It could be, you know, anything. So I think that we're driven by, if you think about joy at the top, we're, we're attracted to joy. That's kind of our, our North star, our GPS. And then you have pain as like guardrails. And then pain can be like this, because if you're in alignment with the, what I call your head, which is your business sense, your marketing side, your heart, which is the impact you want to make in the world, and then your higher purpose, why were you here? What are you designed for? Then that alignment is pretty smooth, or it can be wider. And then these pain guardrails will just continue bonking on the head harder and harder. And so you're seeing this individually, and you can see this within companies as well. You know, companies that are doing well regardless of what's going on, it's because they have their North Star, as you call it, their purpose, their greater mission. And same with people. Like, There's a reason that companies are a legal entity, just like you know, a person is an entity. And I think that also a company, you know, believe it or not, I believe has a soul. And you have to find that alignment of what is that soul of why was that company created. And a lot of times it starts from the founder. Most companies were not started, I want to get rich. Some were. They might have found the marketplace kind of gap. But many, most entrepreneurs who started their companies where there's a greater why, a real greater reason of service that they wanted. And that's what Evolved Enterprise allows you to do. It starts from you evolving yourself. Then the outer ring is cause, which is what's our greatest why? Like, what do we want to create an impact in the world? And then it creates a community of customers that want to become advocates for you, zealots. And then the product and service is baked in with that impact, that original cause. And then it creates a culture, which, you know, Jason, you've done incredibly well with Mindvalley and, and you and Vision. Mm. It's funny because you lay out this framework. I see how it lives within Mindvalley. And I also see how it lives within me as an individual. I mean, I remember the exercise we did was the three most important questions at Mindvalley. And one of those three most important questions is what are the contributions you want to make in the world? And it's so funny because I went kind of on a roller coaster when I bought this mentoring package. So my lesson was $20,000, but luckily was shared with two friends. And we ended up going to buy a ton of real estate, then realized everything we were taught was kind of scammy and everything that they had promised was pretty much of a lie. And then I kind of had this freak out moment. And out of all that, I found myself writing in the contribution that I don't want the marketplace for douchebag marketers and salespeople to exist. <laughs> and it's the funniest thing to put as a contribution. And it sounds like, wow, why aren't you saving the manatees? I'm like, you know what? If I can see more amazing products hit the marketplace where like there's no space or there's no market opportunity for people to take advantage of others. That's how you solve that problem. And now look, I came to Mindvalley and I'm like, yes, we get to deliver amazing personal growth products in a space where there was a lot of charlatans in this space. 
Now we're promising the moon and giving you a grain of sand, you know? And so I love this framework. I love how companies can be aligned to be more involved, going for the cause, baking that all into serving the right customers and creating the products. But what happens if, let's say I'm in a management role within a company and I'm just like, I feel like this is fluff. I feel like this is, this is a distraction. You talk about paying gateways, but for companies, like, I can't think of these things. I just need to focus on the bottom line or the current goal. Well, so that's the best part about this is that the, I call it a seismic shift that's happening. And you start looking at these, I was going to say trends, but it's not even a trend. It's again, it's a seismic shift and it's happening from the outside in, which is customer buying behavior. Consumer buying behavior is changing where, where you start looking at, so there's research by like Cone, and there's so many others that are doing this kind of research where they're saying, okay, will you basically, would you pay the same or would you even pay more for a company that had a, a purpose? A lot of consumers now, a majority are saying that they would pay the same or pay more even for a company that has purpose. So that's directly to the bottom line. And then from the inside out, which is people talk about having A players and, and having you know just an amazing team. Well, if you want to scale, if you want to build up your company, those A players are attracted to the companies that have the greater vision and greater purpose. And believe it or not, it's really interesting is especially millennials, they survey will be willing to get paid even less if they work for a company that has greater purpose. But you know, I'm not saying that you, you want to pay your employees less, your team members less, but that just shows how far they're willing to go for that. And so it's happening from both directions. And that's why it's this great seismic shift. There's a lot of different books out there that talk about this. And there's a lot of different terminology too. It's all pointing to this exact same direction where it's conscious capitalism, triple bottom line, four benefit companies. You know, I call it Evolved Enterprise. Mine are more of like the bootstrap companies and also like the smaller $100 million under companies because they're trying to figure out how do we apply these kind of concepts and what does it look like? And what's fascinating is there's a book called Firms of Endearment, which studied companies that had greater purpose. And they had like a a 15-year study that said that there's a 1,400% difference in return against the S&P 500. But it started off almost like par and par, but then over the long run, it became that hockey stick kind of gap that you want to start seeing in those big growth opportunities. And that's where it was 1,400% difference. Wow. I love how it's like an inevitable shift that is happening. Both like buyers are changing for sure. And we've noticed like the more clear you're on those purpose, the more people are like, now I understand why I want to put my money here. And I feel like individuals within the company were also all feeling a little uneasy. And I'd be curious to know, like, what have you seen as far as trends for employees within an organization when it comes to those pain thresholds, especially in the times of COVID? Like, we've had a lot of pain come into our lives with the shift on how we, we function in our everyday life. It's almost like we were on autopilot and then suddenly, bloop, a new circumstance can't be on autopilot anymore. And you see it accelerating the shift for companies in a good way or negative way? What's your thoughts? For everyone. I mean, I, the very first moment of this, I said to my friends and colleagues, you know, I feel like this is a global catalyzing moment like for consciousness, that this is the time when we realize that we're in it together. It hasn't, you know, it's not just one country, literally the world. And it was an opportunity to see, you know, rich, poor, everyone was in it together. It was also a time to to me, realize that the institutions that we built are not necessarily serving us at the highest level for thriving. And so it forces you to take stock, to stop. I call it the great pause. And this great pause or purposeful pause was to see, okay, what is, when we do hit play again, and we're, we're moving into that moment, what do I want to hit play on again? And the companies have to reassess it and individuals. 
I'm part of an initiative with pretty big companies that I was brought in a little bit to help advise, especially with the Maverick Group. Just one of their ideas for it was called 100% Human at Work. It was an initiative from Virgin Unite. And I think Mindvalley has been part of that for a little while too, where it's like, how do you bring your full self to work? And it was companies like Ernst & Young and Zappos and other you know, much bigger companies. And this is the conversation that companies are having. It's like, how do you create... Like one of my friends is Michael Gelb. It's like, how do you create a healing organization is what his recent book that he wrote. How do you create a transformative organization? How do you create an organization that allows you you as the individual to express your highest level of impact and service to the world. Because if you're simply looking at your team as cogs in a wheel, that doesn't work anymore because that wheel is going to get replaced by AI. It's going to get replaced by whatever the case is. And it's either up to the company to look at this 21st century shift of, of okay, how, how do I allow my team to show up as their greatest version of who they are? Or, you know, the same thing from within and let them evolve, like they can drive that change as well. Like you have to be showing up as your greatest individual person because otherwise it makes no sense. Like why do what you're doing? And, and I think this moment has made us stop. Like too many times we are operating on autopilot and this moment is like, okay, well, wait, what, what really is important? I think I would agree with that 100%. And I was hearing some reports how, you know, Everybody got introduced to remote work. People are spending more time with their family. They're realizing that all the things they thought they needed don't need as much. And people are also realizing that the play button, I love how you frame that because if I'm going back to that workplace, how do I want to show up? I was having a conversation with another individual who talked about how unengaged employees basically will still be creative, but they'll find creative ways to be lazy in the workplace instead. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was genius too. And so... Now, I, I kind of want to shift this because it sounds to me like, okay, this is the trend that's happening. We want to be more purpose aligned. We've had a time to kind of slow down and kind of see what's going on. And I feel like awareness plays a big role here. Like if you don't have time to think, you can't be more aware of the problems that you have. And I know right now you've just introduced your cosmic journal. And I feel like this is a tool, like I know I've done some journaling here and there. I don't feel as much pain if I'm being a little bit more aware. So I kind of wanted to toss it this way. Like, where does awareness play a role here and what does journaling do to support it too? So journaling has been, I think, one of my secret weapons as an entrepreneur for the last, I don't know, six, seven, eight years or so that I've kept a almost daily journal. And journaling has been scientifically proven that makes you happier because it takes everything that's kind of rolling around in our heads and it creates a beginning, middle and end on the piece of paper. So it creates a, a story. So that's one way, this expressive writing. You can also use journaling in, in so many ways from gratitude, expression to, I do a lot of different creative things in there. Like even having like a Q&A conversation where you use your dominant hand to ask the question, use your non-dominant hand to answer. Like you can get really interesting insights in, in all sorts of ways. And then this thing that you were talking about, the Cosmic Journal, this kind of came about as an accident. I created it for myself. It was a journal. I like challenges and experiments. And I was doing 108 days of just an art project every single day. And that art project was a page that I would draw like this. And then I started using it as an oracle for myself. I would just pop it open and be like, oh, this is really fascinating. And then I started showing it to my, a couple of my friends and they're like, wow, this is really, really amazing. And then one of my friends said, I'm gonna pay to publish a small little luxury version of it, like a little uh, vegan leather version of it. And then I got a meeting with, with Hay House Publishing and like everything was like in complete flow. And Reed Tracy, who's the president of Hay House, who's seen everything, you know, they published Wayne Dyer and so forth. And he's like, I've never seen anything like this, We're putting this out there. And so it's been 
really fascinating because as you mentioned in the introduction, you know, being a cosmic catalyst and a maverick mischief maker and a galactic goofball, that's kind of new. Well, it's not new, but it's new as in reporting that. It's not something I, I would normally share with my entrepreneurial friends and members, but now it's like, this is really a full expression of, of who I am. And, and journaling allows you to, to really dive deep. And most people don't know how to journal. They've wanted to maybe do it, or they tried it before and put it down and they think they might be doing it wrong. There's no right or wrong to it. It's just like a great way of expressing who you are and, and, and allowing yourself to just play with it. So Yannick, when somebody's looking to pick up journaling, like obviously just grabbing the pen, start writing is the usual advice, but there's still, and I have to be honest, like I journal, I feel like I'm not, have been as consistent every day. I know the benefits. So what are some of the things that I can do to just remove the blocks and be more consistent with my journaling, aside from being so aware of the great benefits? <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, so it starts there, right? Like, it's kind of like meditation and Mind Valley has been a huge advocate for meditation. And so many people are like, well, I want to meditate or, or then they get into guilt too. I should meditate or I feel like I have to meditate. So that's part of it too. Like, it's like, oh, I should journal. That implies guilt. Like to me, I love experiments, right? So you can try, I like these 33 day experiments or 21 day, whatever it is. Like 33 is an interesting number because it's beyond the month and it's a very like, specific timeline. And then you could just try something. An experiment has a beginning, it has an end. And then you can see, like, has that enhanced my life? It, it's not like I'm deciding forever. I'm not going to be a failure if I don't do it for the rest of my life, but I'm, you know, I'm trying it out. It raises your confidence as well. So, you know, you can do it for 10 days, 11 days, whatever it is, whatever you want to try, but also keep a, like the same rough time period. So for me, it's before bed, like I'll, I'll process my day. You know, you don't need much time, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, really. And whatever you start writing is usually can not be the same thing that you end up writing with. But just allow yourself that free flow of starting. And like you said, picking up the pen is really the first step. And so many times we have like this little, this little critic on our shoulder. that's like, oh, no, 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 you don't want to write that. Or we're like really scared perhaps that someone's going to read it. And we don't want to put, you know, something so, I don't know, so vulnerable or so intense in our journal in case somebody reads it. To me, I'm, I'm not so worried about that. I would rather process it. If you are scared of someone writing it, like have your journal maybe hidden away somewhere or in a little lockbox or something like that. You know, I would love if I found like, let's say my grandfather's journals or something like that. Like that would be such a gift. So I'm thinking about like, it'd be really cool if my grandkids found my journals at some point or whatever the case is. My wife is laughing. She's like, you know, if you die before me, she's like, uh, sorry, but I'm not reading all your journals. She's like, you have way too much stuff in there. I'm like, I'm like, just... Just put it, you know, let the grandkids read it or whatever, or, you know, whatever you do with it. I, I don't really care, but journaling also allows you to express yourself in deeper ways. So it's funny, like when I started journaling again, it was just black and white, but now you kind of see like all these pictures started coming up in my journal. So a lot of times I'll work through ideas. You really you use your journal for anything that you want. And I want to give a heads up to the listeners to the podcast. We're actually going to have this on YouTube as well. So you can see the visuals of what we're recording. But Yannick was just showing his journal. And in that journal, you could see there's bright colors, little doodles. And it doesn't necessarily need to be fully coherent is what I understand from your method. Like if you want to doodle a drag in the middle of your talk, like go ahead and you're just writing and you're feeling doodle. Is that really the free flow of it? Because there's no right or wrong for journaling. No, there's totally not, you know, have fun with it and use. I love, you know, different colored pens that really creates more creativity for you. You also want a journal that you feel really good about because your ideas and insights are worth it. You don't want a little 99 cent little wire bound journal. I mean, you might, but maybe not. Like I, I think, you know, it's worth creating 
something that you're like, oh yeah, I feel really good about this. But then don't get yourself freaked out that that I, I have to put in something like super worthy of. I um, need the perfect journal, or I can't write. <laughs> I know exactly. Like we get so wrapped up in this critique of ourselves, and really, you're doing it for yourself. And again, that's where that experiment really works so well. And then sometimes it's like, well, I don't know what to write about. Well, that's why the Cosmic Journal. Well, one of the reasons it was created was it works like an oracle. And you can flip open a page, and then from that page, you would write, there's like a prompt on the left-hand side, and you would write something on it. But it's also designed as an entire, almost like hero's journey from A to Z of the entire landscape of what you're trying to work through. I mean, journaling has gotten really hot lately, and there's almost everything from like the training wheels version, where it's like you're answering the same question over and over again every single day, to completely freeform, where it's just a blank page, and you're left to your own devices, to, to really everything in between. And that's the best part about journaling is it's the opportunity to express yourself in whatever way you want. I love also seeing like the synchronicities and just the intuitive and creative ways that you get messages. Like we talked about the left hand and the right hand, you know, answering and doing a Q&A. You can answer questions, take one long question and answer with your dominant hand and then answer again with your non-dominant hand and see what pops up. I love writing and drawing ahead of time. So like maybe 20 pages in, I might write something like a little note to myself you know, a little pat on the back kind of note, or it could be a drawing of something. And then when I get to that drawing, more times than not, that drawing actually connects to what I'm, what I want on that page. Like one time I drew a giraffe and then the question became, if I could see higher and further, what would I see? I absolutely love that. And when I look at the secret weapon that you have, your journaling and all the creative ways that you can do it, like this is really the beauty of it is there's no right or wrong. There's so much more you can do. And in your case, by having that journaling as a mechanism, you've been able to be more aware of what was happening inside. You could see when there was discomfort or non-alignment to what you were doing. And you've kind of gotten closer to doing what is the things that bring you the joy that you message as the North Star. Would you agree like most people haven't even taken the time to define their own North Star, which allows us to be operating from a place of non-alignment. And so here is the tool that kind of drives you closer to the truth. Totally. It's, it's absolutely one of those, I think it's an essential like success habit because it creates a foundation for so many other things. And by journaling, you get to know yourself more, which by default, you're going to understand your own motivation, your own North star, your own you know, higher purpose of, of what you're really connected to. And it's also by answering deeper questions. Like when I was going through this period of time when it was a pretty dark period where Africa was really going sideways. It was, I asked questions like, what would my 111-year-old self tell me? And then I would, I would write the answer. And then I'd write it with my left hand, my non-dominant hand. And the answer was, light a thousand suns who each have the potential of lighting another thousand suns. And that's when we changed the name to Maverick 1000 and be more about that intentionality of lighting the suns. I also would ask things like, what would I do even if it would fail? I think I took that from Brené Brown in her book, Darren Greatly. And that kind of takes away our attachment to, to an outcome. It's like, what would I give my life's purpose to regardless of the results? And so things like that, when you just do that, and then also like going back. So if I have years of journals, you start going back and you start seeing themes. You start seeing stuff like, oh shit, you know, that, that probably was a pretty good idea. Or, or, wow, I'm still stuck on this thing. I can't believe it. Like I, either I need to do something about it or stop continually thinking about this thing. And it also allows you to see like progress that you've made because so many times we don't see the progress. Like we're like, we feel like we're not, we're like, we're stuck, but really you look back and like, oh wow, you know, I've come tremendously far away in my thinking, in my processing, in my mental capacity in that part. 
Yannick, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing all of these insights. And for everybody listening, here's really the journey we traveled here is the fact that a lot of us might not be in full alignment with what we should be doing to make the most out of the impact we want to make and the purpose that we're here. This stands for the individual and for companies out there. And if you look at the fact that we've had a great pause during this COVID crisis, it really gave the opportunity and that space for people to rethink what is the greater alignment that we have. If you do not get aligned yourself, as Yannick shared, the universe will come and gently nudge you, usually with their weapon called pain, to ensure that you're back into alignment with joy. Now, we also introduce the fact that the Evolve Enterprise framework is really ensuring that you find yourself in alignment with the cause that finds the right people to make that cause a reality. And then finally, you design the entire business with that cause in mind. And this is really how you start making an impact in the world is when you're aligned with the right company that's making the right products, that's really making that impact. And so towards the end, we wanted to give you a tool. We wanted to share what is the practice that really puts this all together. And the thing that keeps those guardrails closer, because if you're not clear on what your North Star is, that brings you joy, you're going to have some strong nudges unless you develop that awareness. We talked about journaling. If you've heard about journaling before and you're not doing it yet, we hope this episode was a strong reminder that whether you're a CEO, a tech person, a manager, and no matter what role you have, you saw that Yana here used his secret weapon of journaling, even as he was this internet marketing guru, we could say, it was still the tool that was used behind the scenes to really get him to be clear on the transformation that needed to happen to make him the entrepreneur and making the impact that he's making today. You can use the same. If you want to pick up journaling, find yourself setting up a challenge, do it for 10 days, do it for 33 days, which was the recommended one, and just pick up the pen and have fun with it. Don't resist it. Don't feel guilt over it, but just give it a shot. And for anybody who wants to pick up the Cosmic Journal, this is the journal that Yannick created that has a ton of prompts, is a lot of fun. I know I want to pick up a copy myself, and I'm going to do something for fun here is for anybody who goes and sets a review for Superhumans at Work podcast on Apple Podcasts, and you take a screenshot of your review and you send it to me on Instagram at Jason Mark Campbell with a C, I will buy five copies of the Cosmic Journal and give it away to the people who have left the review. And if you're not one of the top five, I'll still have a nice surprise and make sure that you guys can still learn with this amazing tool. And with that, Yannick, thank you so much for your time. I know I want a copy of the Cosmic Journal. I know that I'm feeling inspired. I'm finding my North Star, finding more joy, being more in alignment. And I think the tools that you share and the things that you preach about are exactly what the world needs right now. So thanks again. My name is Jason Campbell, and this is Superhumans at Work, a Mind Valley podcast.